Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. It's March Mania at Sports Interaction. NHL, NBA, March Madness, MLB, and so much more. It's bananas. Play Pinata Picks and Minute Madness, exclusive games with insane odds you can't play anywhere else. Make your next bet with Sports Interaction. Download the app using the QR code you see at the bottom of the screen or head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn to get started. 19 and older, please play responsibly. Armand, welcome to Game Over Toronto. Take a look. I've been hiding the camera from you. Look what I have on right now. Oh, sh- oh shit. <laughs> when did How you get great that? Jersey look, huh? Is that an Elander one? 88? Yeah, it's an Elander one. Oh, Looks that's pretty good, eh? Looks pretty good. Where, where did you get it? Did you get it when you went to the game? Yeah, yeah. So my beautiful nice. girlfriend, shout out to Ash. She's asleep right now. Or, well, she's driving home, sorry. But uh, she surprised me with uh, Leafs tickets for our eighth year, for our eight year anniversary. So shout out to you, I love you. Um, but yeah, and also Rob went to that game. Shout out. Exactly, I got to see Rob too at the game. He had yeah. a fantastic jersey. Like actually, they should make that that pride like the pride one, on the numbers. So so good. If you guys haven't checked that out, I wonder how long it took him to make that. A uh, long time. He mentioned it. It took him a it while. It's really nice. Like, but if you have professionally done, exactly. If you haven't had a look. Take a look at Robert's Twitter. It looked phenomenal, even better in person. Um, but okay, we had a game on our hands. All right, let's let's get to the actual topic at hand. The Leafs played against the Boston Bruins uh, in a game in a game where we were looking to clinch home ice advantage. Uh, we were all tied up, um, or we were, had the lead into the third, going into the the third, and. Um, Unfortunately, they were able to tie it up, went to OT, and we lost it in OT. Now, great game, though. It was a great game. It was a great game. And um, unfortunately, we couldn't get the two points out. But the one positive is, tonight on the show, we're going to have Pete Blackburn from Valley Sports. Pete, welcome to the show. Glad to have you on. Thanks for having me. Much appreciated. Glad yeah. that it's uh, skewed in my favor tonight. I appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, when is it not this season? With the yeah, Bruins? it's a good point. It's a good point. Have you gotten like bored of covering the Bruins at all with how much they've been winning? No, uh, especially not like, you know, during the middle of the season, you're like, you know, they're, they're, you, you're waiting for them to kind of hit that rough spot. But now in the very end, when, you know, the record's in sight, yeah. definitely not bored, definitely trying to savor it as much as I can before in a couple weeks when, you know, it's it's a hard reset once you get into the playoffs. So trying to savor this as much as I can. And I know that it's going to be extremely stressful in a couple of weeks. So uh, yeah. vibes are still very, very good. Yeah, <laughs> Four games left. Uh, and I think your last opponents are the Devils, Flyers, Capitals and Canadians. So I say you do it. One win away from tying. From One win away from record, tying it. So, yeah. yeah. I, think I think you're two it. wins away from tying the points record as well. The 95, 96 wings. So mm-hmm. Just a historic season, yeah. From, oh, yeah. from the Bruins, yeah. Were you expecting that going into the into the season? I know, like most of the media, and myself included, and probably most Bruins fans, were sort of putting the Bruins in that third or fourth slot in the in the Atlantic. You know, battling it out with the Panthers. Were you always kind of gung ho about the team? No, definitely not. I mean, like they had, you know, you hadn't seen David Krejci in a year and, you know, Bergeron was tentative about coming back. You didn't know what you were going to get from from some of these guys. They started the season with Marshan and, and McAvoy uh, on the IR. And so, like, 
I, I was just kind of hoping that they would tread water for until those guys came back and then you'd, they'd be in decent enough shape. I didn't buy the the idea that like suddenly they were going to suck this year. Yeah. Um, I, I think that they got kind of disrespected a little bit yeah. um, by just kind of people doubting what they already had. Um, but I sort of I sort of like started to see the light a little bit. Uh, I went to opening night and on opening night in the crowd, as they were introducing the players, I turned to the person that I went with and I was like, I think they're going to win the Stanley cup this year. And I said that and like, and I would probably say that every single year, just out of pure positivity and manifesting. But like (laughs) I had been like, had been hearing from like a lot of people close to the team that like during preseason, the group had a lot of unbelievably good and positive energy. And uh, it was like very refreshing that, that was the case because I, you know, I think it's no secret that when uh, Bruce Cassidy yeah. was fired and soon after that, you started hearing that a lot of the guys were not having a great time in that room. They didn't like Bruce Cassidy. So, uh, you know, once the group got together, they were playing for Monty and they started kind of realizing that the energy was a bit different. I, I started buying it a lot more knowing that because I do think it matters a whole lot when guys are having fun every day uh, at the rink. And obviously that doesn't, that only gets you so far. You have to yeah. have talent and play and execute. But, and I, I certainly didn't expect that they were going to be like one of the best teams in <laughs> NHL history for sure. Not, but um, you know, I did buy in hearing some of the stories um, from, from the locker room and, and sort of that vibe. Yeah. It's pretty wild to hear those stories considering how the Bruins were with Cassidy like, I was surprised they fired him. It, it seemed like kind of an out-of-the-blue thing, because I think he's a solid coach, but, like, clearly it was the right move. Right. I mean, like, from a results results only, you it's it was shocking. And yeah. I think that they kind of, they had a weird, uh, a weird hiring process, too, where they were close to hiring David Quinn, and then they went with Monty, and it was yeah. kind of a mess. It seemed like the team had was like a rudderless ship and they were really relying on Bergeron and Krejci to come back. And they didn't have like a, a total, like totally secure vision for most of the summer. So it, there, the vibes were definitely shaky. Um, but you know, clearly this team has, you know, for all the success that they've had on the ice and they've been unbelievable, obviously, but like the vibes all around that team this entire season have been incredible from the beers at breakfast photo to like the goalie hugs to like all these guys talking about how much they mean to each other. And, you know, just kind of seeing how much fun they're having off the ice has been, you know, marks across the board. It's been so much fun. Yeah, for sure. And what about, um, like I, you guys have won like 12 games or you guys have lost, sorry, 12 games in the entire season. But, um, so, I mean, you guys are not scared of any team, but playing up against the Leafs. I mean, um, I looked at some of the stats going into the game tonight. Right. And, uh, the Leafs, despite losing two games, um, against you guys and, and now the third game, um, we were pretty competitive. I feel like the shot attempts were uh, were sitting at fifty three percent before uh, before this game, and fifty six point five percent of the expected goals on five on five. Even the power plays, like tonight, we were able to restrict the Bruins to uh, in one power play to, to no shots on goal. Right? Um, do you guys uh, like from watching the games? Um, is there a different feeling when you're playing against the Leafs versus any other team? Do you, is is it a competitive game that you? you kind of look at or do you guys just not care about the, the Leafs? it's just it's I not mean, a thought no, no i mean like always always care about the leafs and and uh, you know toronto will always scream at me rent free and you know i i love i love i love making fun of the leafs but like 
And so like, there's always like a personal investment when it comes to that, whenever they're on the schedule, no matter what the season is, no matter what the records are, no matter any, any sort of context there. Uh I I will say like, I I think that this is the best Leafs team that I can remember in, in recent memory. And, uh, you know, I'm certainly like not writing them off whatsoever, but it, it, it does make me feel very, very glad that the Bruins are like the best team that I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life uh, yeah. in a year where the Leafs are legitimately a threat and legitimately pretty scary in in a Eastern Conference that is very scary. Like, I think the Leafs can hold their own with anybody like they're not a they're not a flawless team, but this is as good and as responsible a Leafs team. I think that like I can remember seeing. Yeah, and this is like one of the most competitive games. It didn't start out that way, though. Like, I thought the Bruins dominated the first, like, seven or eight minutes of this game. It looked like the Leafs were completely behind throughout that first seven and eight minutes. I think our first shot was, like, a perimeter shot right at the seven-minute mark, Yep. which obviously isn't ideal. Uh, We limited, uh, the Leafs limited the Bruins' chances relatively well, even though they were a bit scrambly. I thought they were decent in terms of defensive structure, but... Yeah, like it was the Bruins came out strong and uh yeah, the Leafs were just playing behind, but once that second period hit, um, yeah, you know, yeah, I think the Leafs sure. kind of woke up. Yeah, for sure. And and I as a I do like a I do some sports betting uh and I threw a three-way parlay tonight and I had a first period goal, uh a, a Pasternak goal and a Bruins win. And so I knew it. I knew it as soon as there was no goal scored in the first period. I was like, Pasternak's going to score. He's going to win. You always miss one leg of a parlay. You either miss one leg of a parlay, you miss all of them, and you look like an idiot either way. Um, You know, so I was very disappointed that they had such a dominant first period and didn't come away with anything. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I guess I'll take two of the three. But, uh, yeah, I mean... They looked really good in the first period uh, and then kind of fell flat in the second. And, um, you know, the way that this team has gone, though, is like even if they fall down in a game and they're not playing their best hockey and they don't play a full 60 minutes, it's they're 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 so good that they're so good and they're so resilient that you you can't ever count them out. So when they tie the game in the third period, it wasn't surprising. And. Um, you know, it, it felt like momentum was kind of shifting in that direction until until the the close call on the penalty in overtime with the face off violation. I was like, as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, my God, they had all the momentum. And now now all of a sudden they're going to throw it the entire opposite way for no reason. Thank God they got that call right. And uh, I think I think the right team won. But it was uh, it was a quite a quite scary few minutes for me. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, we have some people in the chat that are very angry about that, Leaf fans. Uh, and I think that... What are you the, angry about? It was the right call. <laughs> I think Leafs fans, everyone's here. pissed off if yeah, it goes yeah, against I mean, us. <laughs> Leafs losing to Boston on a, a call that called, called, called back. But, but yeah, it was the right call. It was the right call, and yeah. I 100% agree it's the right call. And at the end of the day, that's what you want out of the refing. Right. I think what mainly the people are mad about is the fact that they reviewed it or they got influenced by the arena which is a possibility of course but like it's the right call like i i i can't say anything about that like i always wonder i always wonder about that when it's like the non-reviewable calls but the rest all get together and they talk about it and then they like magically come away with the right ruling it's like exactly 
I would like it's to know weird. what was discussed there. Right? Because you yeah. discussed it before to get the first call. Like, they got right. together and were like, yeah, the hand pass. And then, you know, the replay gets shown on the Jumbotron. You hear all the boos and stuff. And it could influence them. But at the same time, like, I don't know. It is weird. It was a weird play because they both kind of put their hands on it. I wouldn't be surprised if they just did offsetting penalties as well. Yeah, I mean, if you listen to the the Bruins broadcast, you will not be shocked to hear that Jack Edwards was furious. <laughs> I that heard Kampf it. Didn't, that Kampf didn't get the penalty after yeah. that. He spent like 30 seconds just screaming his name, being like, where's the penalty? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're a Leafs fan, it could have been worse. You could have got the penalty on Kampf. So, uh, I saw the Jack Edwards uh, clip of the, the first hooking call, which was also kind of like shaky, but it was hilarious because he was... I think he insinuated that, like, Matthews has a bias towards him, but Matthews, like, barely gets any calls against him. He's a psycho. (laughs) Do you like Jack Edwards as a Um, person? I I think that he's he's entertaining, um, and I I do think that he's lost his fastball on the broadcast a little bit over the past, like, couple years, where, like, at the top of his game, he's very, very entertaining and, you know, a madman always, but, like, you know, in a way that, like, I would much rather have a madman who is like an obvious homer. Like I don't, I don't care if the the announcers are homer. Like hometown announcers, ninety percent of the time they are homers. They're they're appealing to a certain fan base, and that's kind of what you want. And I'd much rather have that than the guy who's like listening to paint dry for for sixty minutes. So, uh, I mean, Jack Edwards, I think he is what he is. He's entertaining. Um, he has lost his fastball a little bit over the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't stand him, but understandably so i have That's, very you bad you very bad memories yeah. <laughs> from jack edwards calls <laughs> yes of course just the ptsd running back yeah exactly i can't but i hey, can't like, do it anymore on that ot though right before that as well the bruins had a really really good chance i believe it was marsh or uh, i believe marsh it was on marsh so snake bitten. Yeah. yeah but but that pass that that, that went from i i believe it was from Marshawn to Bergeron and the Bergeron uh, passed behind Samsonov and Samsonov saw the puck was there, but I guess he didn't realize that that Bergeron was, was at the side and had the puck. Um, they easily could have, could have won it right then and there. If, if Riley didn't take that hook in to, to stop yeah. that play. Right. That was yeah, a close game call. saving penalty. Uh huh. Yeah. And I mean, you mentioned it, but Marshan is extremely snake bitten right now. I think it's, I want to say, uh, I think 14 games now without a goal. Yeah. Um, like he's still, yeah, they said, they still said productive. They have, yeah. But, they said he had one in 18, I think yeah. in the, in the broadcast, yeah, which is insane right. considering how, how he's he is. still been productive and like, you know, is not, is not a sh- like a shell of himself out there by any means, but is, I think there's something that's off and, uh, I don't know what it is. There's, I, I don't know if it's an injury or, or something, but it is something that's like a little off and he's, he's not converting on, on, on chances that he otherwise would. He had like a clear breakaway last game where, you know, there was nobody even close to him and it looked like he had a, a, a really good opportunity and he, he kind of just like he healed it and, and it wasn't even a, a legitimate chance. So um, yeah, I think something, something's up there, but uh, hopefully better by, by the postseason, And if not, he find, find he's been finding other ways to contribute, so not the worst thing in the world, I guess. Yeah, the Bruins yeah. were also without Krejci, Hall, and, and Felino, and then afterwards McAvoy in that second period, yeah. he took that Didn't hit return. from Bergeron as well, yeah. right? And he yeah, was thank God they, they announced that uh, it was just precautionary. Oh, okay, uh, that's okay. That they yeah. held they held McAvoy out, which has happened a few times uh, with a couple different guys um, in, in the past couple weeks, where something weird happens and they just pull him and. 
you, you can understand it this close to the playoffs, but God, it gives gives me a heart attack every time when they yeah. quickly announce that somebody's not coming back to a game yeah. after like an awkward thing, and you have to wait like an hour to find out whether it's a legitimate thing or, or just precautionary. So uh, they've been able to avoid uh, anything uh, catastrophic to this point. And it does sound like Taylor Hall is like very, very close, close to, to coming back. back. Yeah, mm-hmm. There was a consideration that he would be back this game as well. Yeah, he's, he's skating and like full full uh, contact jerseys, and and it's been rumored that he he's been like ready to come back for a little bit, and so you know I, I think that they might have to move some things around to actually make it work with the salary cap, but I think yeah that they may be able to slide Felino to uh, LTIR and then you know get him in the lineup. So um, we'll see. Yeah, they'll make it work. Yeah, I was the first game back for Ryan O'Reilly as well. He hasn't played since March fourth, and I thought he was excellent today. Not productive, but he was winning puck battles left and right, especially forechecking. I really liked his game. I didn't notice. I didn't notice him too much. The the one guy that I noticed a ton tonight was Zach Aston Reese. Yes, I thought that fourth line was awesome. Zach Aston Reese was great. Um, Yeah, I thought the Bruins for especially in the middle part of the game, like really, really sloppy with those cross ice passes. And the Leafs were all over them just in mm-hmm. terms of jumping in front of those. And uh, Zach Aston Reese, I, I mean, I love that guy's game. I always have He's great defensive forward and plays uh, like real physical plays, real smart. And, and, you know, tonight obviously was very productive and uh, that line got on the board and was really good uh, on the four check and, full 200 foot game the entire way through i thought he was i he was the best player on the on the leaf side yeah 100 percent. and that's the that's only the second game in a row that that fourth line has been together with uh lafferty on that line and lafferty has sort of struggled in my opinion mightily on this roster since the trade deadline up until he got put on a line with camp and zach aston reese and in the two games they've played very small sample size of course they have dominated their minutes like and really I- done well for a fourth line I could be wrong, but I believe I saw they led uh, they led Toronto in five on five ice time uh, in uh, in this game. So yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised. They're, fourth they're, line, yeah, they're like Keith is putting a lot of trust in them, and it looks like Lafferty's found his role on that line. It looks like Zach Aston Reese has been an absolute like he got two goals the in the Columbus game two days yep. ago as well. Like he's finding his rhythm offensively at the perfect time, uh, you know, right heading into playoffs, and he's going to be a pretty big part i know a lot of people on the leafs like in the Leafs fandom uh were considering you know if matthew nice comes in uh to this roster after the frozen four is done and by the way he won today as well so he's going to be playing saturday um but if he comes in who comes out and a lot of people were saying zach aston reese and i don't think that's true i don't think anyone especially comes in, out especially for in the playoffs yeah like, like i think in yeah, the playoffs ahead. if you can have one of those one of those lines that's like can neutralize top top opponents and just kind of get you the matchups that you want, especially, you know, in, in a Stanley Cup run, you kind of need that. Like I've always said that the most important thing to that like really separates a contender from a pretender is the third line. Cause that's typically where you get that grind line, you know, the checking line that, that you throw out there to, to neutralize opponents. And if you can, if you can win those battles, chances are you're going to get the matchups that you want and you're going to win the rest of the game and, and those matchups. So, uh, we saw it with like the the lightning when they won back to back. Like that yeah. third line that they had was 
disgusting <laughs> not so only good. in terms of being able to neutralize top talent but like they were productive themselves so yeah like that's an embarrassment of riches so like that's kind of what i saw from the that fourth line on the leafs is like you know they were great uh defensively and on the forecheck but they also produced and and won that battle so uh if, if that's something that you can keep together and use to your advantage in the playoffs it's absolutely not something that you you tinker with yeah, and it's think, so much more important. Sorry, Harnish, one sec. It's so yeah. much more important in an away game as well when, uh, you know, you can't play the matchup. You can't put your, you know, line up after their line. So you kind of have to trust that this guy can take a D zone, uh, you know, start and transition it into the offensive zone against their top line because that's what's going to happen. You know, they're going to play their top line against your fourth line, uh, especially in an offensive zone draw. So having that trust in your fourth and third line or your bottom six in general is very important for this team. And it's something that I think they have lacked drastically in previous playoff runs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think a large portion of that has to do with the fact that, uh, camp as well, like this whole line has been great, but camp, um, playing that center, he is winning a lot of those faceoffs. He's, he has like 60% win rate, um, in the last game against Columbus. Right. And, um, Zar, he's been he's been producing great offensively, but Zar and Laugh, they're both great um uh big bodies. Like they they throw a lot of hits. They're both leading the Leafs and in, in the forwards in terms of hits uh landed. And even today you saw Lafferty um throw out I against yeah, exactly. Greer, yeah. Greer, yeah. Uh, no, it was uh, uh, Grizzlick, I think. He hit Grizzlick, and then Greer was he the hit one Grizzlick that... hit Grizzlick first, and then Greer came to the defense, and they exactly. had a little... I don't think Lafferty even threw a punch, though. He got the takedown, to be fair, but... And, and like, to, and his, and to his credit, he threw, the, he threw the gloves down immediately, immediately. and so, yeah. like, I, yeah. I, you know, I respect that. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't a bad hit, so, like, I, I never... Yeah. I, I hate when guys, like, have to answer for good, good hits and, and all that, but, like, you know, it, it's... It's nice when a guy does that and is like, all right, let's no hesitation. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like that's something that the Leafs have lacked a lot again in previous teams. Like we haven't had a ton of fighters. We've had some big players. And obviously, like Wayne Simmons uh, is a fighter and, and stood up and even like, but like, you know, we had guys like Jason Spezza throwing the gloves down in, in the playoffs, you know, and you don't like Spezza is a good player. He was a productive player for us. So you don't want him to one and be the one to, you know, take those fights on but it's also like a hundred years old you know? <laughs> <laughs> if he's your enforcer it's <laughs> yeah exactly and even simmer is like he's getting old and he's not you know necessarily an nhl player anymore so it's nice to to have guys like luke shen as well throwing throwing the body nola chari was excellent today as well throwing the body i don't know how many hits he had by the end of it but i'm pretty so, sure it I was, was a so lot devastated at that o'reilly trade at the deadline one because you know ryan o'reilly's a great player con Smythe, i know it very well unfortunately um you know i saw what he did to the bruins so like when they went out and got him i thought <laughs> i was it was very painful but it was like a little extra salt on the wound that nola chari was there as well too because yep. like you know being a bruins guy like i know what that guy means to the bottom six he's not like numbers aren't going to jump off it off the page but like he's a very productive bottom six guy and and sort of the underrated pickup that will fly under the radar but make a difference when it comes to a deep stanley cup run so uh that one hurt me a little bit. Yeah, 13 minutes, he had seven hits. So he was throwing the body around. And, you know, like, obviously, hits aren't everything. And, you know, they usually mean that you just don't have the puck. But uh, it wears down the opponent. It, you know, it's hard to play against. And that's something that the Leafs have been struggling with uh, recently and in, in trying to find their rhythm of getting guys who are hard to play against but still drive play forward. 
because that's not seven game common. series. Yeah, exactly. Being, being it, hard to play against matters. And you're going up against the Lightning, and that's been known since October, pretty much. Like, I think the Bruins have been the first in Atlantic for 99% of the season, yeah. pretty much. So we've known this was going to be the matchup. And the Lightning, they are hard to play against. Maybe yeah, not against you the have to, you basically have now, to punch them in the mouth to give yourself a shot to win in a seven game series. You yeah. you have to uh, like hold your own physically because that is a physical team. They've always been a physical team, and they they prioritize that being hard to play against. And the good and news is, of them, yeah, yeah, they they the New York Islanders won today, so they beat six them six one. one. So the Leafs clinch home ice on that. Yep. Um, do you guys so i think um with the lineup that we have today right i think this is going to be our core guys going forward um especially into the playoffs i don't see any anyone directly being swapped out and unless i agree some injury happens but do you think there's any tinkering around with the with the lineup specifically that that keith maybe has to play i think the first line can be tinkered with Uh like that bunting matthew jarncroak line i think it worked against columbus but i think once you put it up against like such a good defensive team like uh like the Bruins are I don't think they could generate a ton if I'm being honest and you know having Nylander Tavares and Marner is very nice but knowing what you have with Matthews and Nylander or Matthews and Marner Mm -hmm. and then what knowing what you have with Tavares and Nylander or Tavares and Marner like they both work you know so I'd rather do that and have those three lines or the, the top six be both firing on all cylinders rather than have the potential for one line to be, you know, shut down and then the others just not produce. But, you know, that's just my opinion. That's really the only change I'd make. Especially, you especially don't want, like, the one line that that's getting shut down to involve your best goal scorer. Like, that's probably not what you want. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, you guys know better than I do in terms of that lineup on a night in night out basis, but like there's, a, there's enough to spread around there. There's that's why I really like the O'Reilly acquisition because it gives them yeah. an infinite un, more amount of like options, especially in the playoffs where you can mix and match. You can, you know, play the matchups to who your opponent is and sort of, you know, get, give your, give your team a bunch of different looks. And so like, I think that that's, especially when you have, I don't know how much, how much like line juggling there's been for, for you guys over the past couple months or month and a half. But like, because that, because that, that, um, that matchup has been locked in for quite some time. You have that luxury to say, you know, we'll, we'll find out what we got and let these guys play with each other um, in a various, you know, a very, a bunch of, different combinations and see what works, see what doesn't. So that during the playoffs, we don't have to, to find out we'll, we'll know. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. And the Leafs are going to be playing against the lightning um, soon too. I believe it's going to be on the, it's um, the second last game of the season. Isn't yeah. It? On the 11th. It's not it, most likely. A there's a bunch of people, people be, are going to be ice. Yeah. 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 yeah Which I is mean, unfortunate. No home ice advantage to play for, for them anymore. So yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it would be fun to see them go at it. For. Yeah, like look at today. What's, a, what's against... your opinion of, of resting the Bruins right now while, while the records? Well, I mean, you know, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, Stanley Cup should take priority. And so like, yeah. you don't want to be reckless. And like, that's the, you know, once guys sort of like the McAvoy thing, they're like, OK, all right, yeah. you're out. We, precautionary. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Take a seat. Um, but like we have seen a shift over the past couple of weeks where 
um, you know, prior to that, they weren't really talking about the record and, you know, what it meant to them. They just, all right, we're just focusing on the game that's in front of us. And and over the past couple of weeks, that shifted a little bit where they have acknowledged, like, we've talked about it. It is something that we want. And like, it is, it, it would mean a lot to us as a group. Like, obviously the Stanley Cup is still number one on, on the docket here, but like, it would be pretty cool to say that you were the best, the best team in the history of the NHL's regular season. So uh, there is like an acknowledgement that it's something that they're playing for right now. And, and so I, I honestly think that that's a good thing. Um, like it's a good thing, no matter what, to be able to play for that, but it's a good thing because, you know, you saw what happened with the, the lightning uh, like three or four years ago when yeah. they had an unbelievable regular season, but like over the, over the past, like two, or the last two months of the season really had nothing to play for. And they weren't like really approaching any like meaningful records. Like they were a great, you know, a great team and finished with like a ton of points, but like they weren't, weren't really like approaching best team ever. And so like the, the final few weeks of the season just kind of felt like they were playing at half speed. And then you carry that into the playoffs and you get punched in the face and they lose four straight games. So the fact that they've kind of been playing at competitive speed and not taking their foot off the gas and, you know, have remained engaged with something to play for, I think has been very useful and very helpful. Yeah. And it, it was yeah. interesting to see even tonight because I feel like they, I thought in my head, I thought that they both teams would be a little skittish and, and not trying to play too, too hard. Right. Because again, they don't have too, too much to play for at this point, but it really seemed like they were going at it. Like they, especially like the Shen and uh Hathaway, I believe he had like, they, they were chirping back and forth with each other quite a bit. It was like, a, it was a playoff game. Like it yeah. felt playoff so game much like a playoff game. Especially after the this. Bruins tied it. It was, it was loud. Like it was, it felt like a yeah. playoff atmosphere for sure. That crowd lit up. It was fantastic to hear. And I, all I could imagine was how great would this be playing off against them in, in, in another playoff Second series, round. right? Second round. Exactly. <laughs> how crazy would it be? The atmosphere I mean, is insane. That would be the best. If, uh, if, if the Leafs finally went around, then catch and then the Bruins in the second round. Just and then beat the Bruins in the second round. <laughs> the inescapable boogeyman just waiting for them on the other yeah. side of the door. I saw I saw a hilarious stat on the Sportsnet broadcast, and it was like, the Red Sox already have as many home losses as the Bruins this season. That's unbelievable. <laughs> and then, like, it's, oh it, it's incredible. I, I'm amazed by that. But yeah, That's insane. Do you, do you put any stock to, like, the president's trophy curse or just putting that behind you in the blinkers no i mean like it, it, it's so hard to win the stanley cup regardless of what seed you've got what even if it's like the number one seed like in any division or whatever like it's so hard to win the stanley cup so like it it doesn't shock me like it you know it, once like i said like once the playoffs start it's a full reset regardless of yeah. you're the best team in the regular season you know i i don't i don't buy into a curse but like I obviously, you know, you recognize that best regular season team doesn't really mean anything either. Yeah. You just saw that with the lightning like three years ago as well. So yeah. And the, the, I, the Panthers last season, like, yeah, you know, it, yeah. it's you, you can be, you can, put you up can, a great you can outscore season. your problems in the regular season, but once the playoffs hit, it's a completely different beast. It's a completely different game. So um, yeah, I, I, the thing that does give me confidence is that like this Bruins team is built not only to be a regular season team, but be yeah. a, a successful team in the playoffs. And that's why I love their deadline is they add a lot more snarl, <laughs> oh. uh, a lot more depth. Like they, they built this to sustain through the playoffs. Yeah. They had one of the best deadlines out of any team, I think 
Like, yeah. you know, I think the Rangers also had a great deadline, but yeah, just and it, we hit. may you like, may look look back with hindsight and say that the Taylor Hall injury, for as much of a bummer as it was, was a blessing in disguise because that's yeah. why they went out and got the Tyler Bertuzzi. Yeah. They went out, they were able to, to LTIR him. They went out and got Tyler Bertuzzi because they weren't sure if that knee injury was going to keep him out for the entirety of the regular season and the playoffs. And yeah. then they were like, they identified a guy who had a similar makeup to Taylor Hall. And we're like, we can just plug this guy in if he's gone because he's available. And so they went out and got him. Turned out that Taylor Hall's injury wasn't as wasn't as serious, serious yeah. as, the, as they were fearing. And now you've got both of them. So it's a, it's a really good position to be in. I love the work that they did. I've been very critical of Don Sweeney and Cam Neely in years past, but like absolutely fantastic job this season and at the deadline. Like talk about Boston identity and Tyler Bertuzzi yeah. and Garnet Hathaway. Like yeah. they just they're just Boston. Like the well, yeah, I mean, people Garnet Hathaway's again. a New England guy. So like, yeah, he, like he I'm not surprised. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah, I mean they they identified needs, not necessarily like pressing needs, but guys who would fit in and contribute immediately. And uh they've been they've all been very good so far. So um, you know, full marks to the front office. All of the wild card to team potentials, like the the Islanders, the Pits, uh, the Penguins and, and the Panthers. Who do you least want to face in the first round? I'd probably say the Islanders just based off so, solely off the off the fact that they present the biggest opportunity to get goalied. And yeah, Sorokin is yeah, just incredible. And, and you don't need, you know, a goalie to steal too many games before you find yourself out of the Right, like playoffs. two games, two games at the front of a series, you know, instilling some doubt in, in that team, like could be really tough. But uh, not, none of those three teams really scare me. I don't think that I think those are very flawed teams, all three of them. Um, but if I had to pick one like the Islanders and Sorokin present, I think the most like a, not, not sure I want that. I will hold you to that when the Bruins get swept in the first round. Yeah. So if they get swept in the first round, you will never hear from me again. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Well, um, uh, so that'll be it for me. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how, the, how it goes. I mean, there's the playoffs are, are rolling up and um, we talked a little bit about Matthew Nyes, but let's, let's dive into that a little bit more because he played up today, um, or sorry, the, the University of Minnesota played today against Boston University. It's another yeah. <laughs> another team from there. And, uh, at, least, they won. at least Minnesota won. Yeah, I know. That's, that's the two things I, I had going into this game. I was like, all right, let's talk about the fact that that we'll beat, we beat Boston in uh, our, with uh, with Matthew Nyes. Beat him in the NHL today, too. And, you know, if we... I was looking at, at it, and, like, if the, if the Leafs won today... They would have with two wins. They would have gotten um sixteen or seventeen percent of the uh the Bruins' losses, which is crazy considering it's just two. Yeah, wins. I mean they've barely. I know it's insanity. Ottawa. <laughs> Ottawa has two wins against the Bruins somehow. Isn't Out it of all the teams? Isn't it fucking insane? <laughs> Ottawa and Florida, I think, also has two wins against the Bruins, which it's is crazy. ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, I want to say Ottawa gave them their first loss of the season, and they absolutely kicked the shit out of them too. Like, yeah, they, like it was a, it was a <laughs> tough, tough game in the early on. Um, but the I, uh, one loss to the Leafs this year, right? Yeah, one loss. Uh, we yeah. were one, two, and one against okay, you. And you're yeah. three, and, three and one, and, and that one came 
the day really after the Mitchell season. Miller signing. So oh, the, yeah. vibes were, the vibes were off. Yeah, that, that <laughs> I remember I, that. I, I would have been that trash. Didn't I would have been so mad if we lost that game. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah. Even even like, had to lose. when that happened, I was like, oh, they're gonna lose tomorrow for sure. <laughs> like, yeah, so. like players are in the locker room being like, what is? Why did you do that? And yeah, like, throwing like, the vibes off completely. I was like, they're gonna lose this for yeah. sure. Because yeah, the fact all that the, the players news... came out and were like, "What the fuck?" Exactly. Because like, that was not, all the questions the that were asked. Not about. nobody's either. Like Patrice yeah, Bergeron was Bergeron. like, "I don't know about this one, guys." Yeah. Because it speaks to the culture in the room as well. Like that's yeah, for a sure. good sign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, Matthew Nyes, We'll talk about him. He's uh, this is the first time that that Minnesota is is going to the championship in twenty years. So it's been a quite a while. And uh, they're going to be playing against the winner of uh, Michigan and... Uh, She'll probably be Michigan. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, on this Saturday, um, Matthew Nyes, got one assist today. And uh, Mike Caster. Mikey got, Kester. Exactly. got yeah, a goal and an assist. Prospect. Another yeah. prospect. He's our 2019 fifth, right? Or fourth? Uh, I want to say 2019 fifth. I think so. Yeah, somewhere there. But yeah, great to see nonetheless. Another another Leaf prospect uh, getting some points out there, eh? Yeah, and a nice defensive prospect because we don't have a ton of those anymore yeah after sandine and lillian kind of graduated and sandine's no, no longer even on the roster yeah uh we pretty much have like nimala villanov and then a smattering of of you know darts to throw at the dartboard but probably none of them will stick but you know it's nice to get you know someone who's kind of producing at the ncaa level he had 27 points i think this year so Speaking of defensive prospects, the BU loss means that Lane Hudson could, uh, yes. could end up with the Canadians. And God, I love that guy. Uh, got he to watch him good. in the Hockey East, and he was a whole lot of fun. Uh, he had both uh, two goals. I, I want to say in the uh, in the Hockey East final, one with the overtime winner too. Like Lane Hudson's a lot of fun. Uh, smaller defensive guy, but man, it sort of blew so my mind that he fell to like the late second round yeah yeah i think that was the yeah it was last year's yeah so yeah, like, like i was hearing a lot of good things from him before the draft pains me that the canadians get like all my favorite short kings <laughs> cole caulfield lane hudson and so like i mean under marty st louis is a good place for short kings to thrive as we've seen with cole caulfield so i'm i'm yeah. hoping lane hudson uh will end up uh Playing, you know, a couple games with the the Canadians this year, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. We have a uh, Zach in the chat saying that uh, had to jump in. The Oilers gave the Bruins their toughest loss. Do you remember uh, that's this- a game over uh, Edmonton host? Yeah. So. Do, do you they? remember what specific remember game that. this was? Yeah, I can't remember this. Pete, do you have any idea? I do remember that they lost to him, but I don't. I don't fully remember like the details <laughs> of that game. It was a, it was a, it was a three two loss. So it wasn't the toughest loss. Yeah. Was it overtime? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. It doesn't look like it. Yeah, I, I've been looking. Up, it said it was a comeback win. Um, it was a comeback win, which is impressive. Yeah, they oh, came back from a two-goal deficit. It was I a think that's deficit. the first time they, they lost after leading um, in the third. Explains why I blacked that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the first time that happened. And yeah, I remember yeah. that game now. <laughs> It's crazy that I can't remember every loss that the Bruins have had this year. <laughs> how few there have been. But... Yeah, you can also almost count them on your hands. Yeah, point. I know. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like Lee fans only remember the losses. <laughs> They've been so jaded. That's, that's it. it is very funny to like watch from a distance, like the 
just the energy of of like Leafs Nation after every single game. It's very hard to get a read on like what the actual thoughts on that team are because <laughs> like after a win, everybody's like, "Oh my god, like, Stanley Cup!" Yeah, and then like after a loss, like this is the worst team I've ever seen. No fight in these guys; they suck. And it's like hey, I you have no idea. You've even no seen some of the chat. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just a gonna competitive say. game against the best <laughs> team in the league that we took the OT, and it was like a playoff game throughout. We played. It was just a great game overall, and people are like, "We're fucked." Yeah, it's we like the same win. thing when with like Riley when Riley was on his uh was was on his skid and he was like snake bitten. Yeah, it was like he, they were riling on him, and then the moment he got I that mean, that one goal, no, expected. But the moment they got that one goal, the chat was just going crazy. Oh, Riley's <laughs> back. We're, we're doing this. <laughs> I can't blame. To the I mean, I'm the same. I can't blame anyone. Like it's, it's just. It is what have you done for me lately? Kind of, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah. No. well, the the Bruins are are who are they playing? Uh, who are they playing next now? That's a good question. I don't they know. They have devils? the Devils, and so yeah. oh yeah, they have a tough. Uh, I think they have a tough back to or they have a tough, they have a back to back Devils and uh, I forget Flyers and the Flyers. It's Devils okay, then not Flyers back to back. Yeah, like your last three games are against. Teams that are already yeah, and you know, they need out of the playoffs right now. So. They they have uh, you guys have sixty wins, so you need three more wins to to get the most wins and not three more wins, history, right? Isn't it sixty two? Two two more wins, two more wins. Sixty two is tied. Most points, I want to say. Yeah, so I would say to, uh, to get the to get the lead is thirty is uh, three more wins, I believe. No, no, For, two more wins. They're at sixty one now because they just won. Oh yeah, they just won. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> God damn. <laughs> yeah, two more two more wins. Holy shit, man. This team's this team's gonna get it. It's gonna be crazy, but uh, yeah. And then the Leafs they're playing up against uh, against the Canadians this Saturday um, in a game that means a lot less than the Bruins trying to win and uh, get that record. But, but do you uh, want them to, to to rest now that we've clinched home ice, or, or are you saying like four games left? You think for me we got to yeah. Like what do you think? The I think. I think especially with like Ryan O'Reilly coming back, just like as this is like first game back, right? I yeah, think you kind of need Ryan, to have, O'Reilly. yeah, yeah. You need to play him, but you also need to play um, whoever you want to put on to that third pair in um, to get I some agree. chemistry back with them, right? Uh, the fourth line, just let them do what they're doing. The thing is, a lot of the times when you rest these players, um, you'll see that they'll come back a little a little rusty they'll miss a step and against tampa you can't you don't really have that luxury right if you have a misstep and let's say if you make a bad play or or you have a bad shift and they go up you, the margins are so tight you can't um yeah i'd say i'd say like rest the, rest the elite guys like i think know, in the last game, that type of thing yeah i think well, in the, yeah, last the last game or the last two the I lightning game those are the two ones. yeah yeah i think but, for, you know, for the canadians and the panthers yeah, like you, you still have some time. Just give them, give them the Canadians and the Panthers game, and then you can rest them for the Lightnings and the Rangers and whatnot. Yeah, but you never know, man. Some sometimes injuries happen. Like look at McAvoy, McAvoy? today. Yeah, like it's yeah. And I but I, I don't think that I, I don't think if the, we like Matthews goes down playing the fucking Montreal Canadians in the yeah. But do you think the, the, the Canadians and the Panthers season. are going to be playing as rough as like the yes, Bruins did today? They're playing the Leafs. Yeah, I know that, hard. but they're not. Like, I, they I don't think they're going to be going too too crazy on us. Like I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm Panthers, worried. The Panthers got to play. Like, yeah, the Panthers, Panthers have to play. Yeah. Like they're competing right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's they're going to be playing hard, hard. Like it's literally a, a a one point difference between being in the playoffs and not right now. 
Yeah, between Pittsburgh, the Islanders, and and the Panthers. Yeah, it's a competitive last little bit, and the Panthers like clawed their way back. So, would well. you want to see our, our top four get rested? Who would you want to see get rested? Uh, Geo Marner. Okay, throw um, the old guy in there. Yeah, you have to Save throw the old guy in there. He's old. <laughs> <laughs> he just played in his thousand, what, one thousand one hundredth game? Yeah, and he's like the season. lead in blocks. Yeah, he played a thousand games this season. He's also taken so many damn shot blocks, man. I, every time I see him, see him like get a little stung by a shot, I'm like, please don't he, he get injured, on please. For like, yeah, how old? I think he's th- what, thirty nine, thirty eight. I don't even know how old he is. He's yeah, old, it's it's yeah. not a it's not a light uh not a light one thousand games. Yeah, like Giordano, like he is yeah. he's logged minutes. He's a workhorse. So we also have like Tim years old, Green, so. like us. We have yeah, you other got a, you got a ton of defensive well. depth. Yeah. Like rest Geo, I'd say rest Marner just because he's been logging a shitload of minutes recently as well. What about Marner? Um, Marner's also been playing a ton of minutes. That, that's what too. I just said. Yeah. Oh, sorry. They said <laughs> Neil, my bad. <laughs> no, that's right. I was thinking Neilander. No, no, Neilander. I don't think you have to rest, and I don't think uh, I, I. I like you know. I want to see him get more into the rhythm, so I don't want to rest him per se. Mm-hmm. Like I think he's sort of his game is like for example in the 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 goal that they got the the Boston got in the, in the third period. I thought Neilander looked pretty awful on that goal. Like, mm-hmm. not to say, like, it was Shen who tried to get it out, and then it was a really good keep uh, at the line. But before that, like, 30 seconds before that, Nylander had a pretty good chance to to get a breakout, and it was an easy reception up the wall, and he just, it just went by him. And then after that, he just did not have any sort of uh, impact defensively. He was sort of just floating, mm-hmm. and I just... I could tell a goal was going to happen when I was looking at Neilander <laughs> there. Like, I, I want to see him get more into the playoff rhythm because we've seen him be a playoff beast before. I know he has it in him. You know, yeah. a lot of people say he's soft. He is not soft. He knows how to drive a net. So I want to see him get into that rhythm. Okay, cool. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I, I'd rest Marner and Geo and maybe yeah. McCabe because I know he logged heavy minutes in Chicago as well. What about, are you thinking anything about Matthews? I know he had that, in, that wrist injury earlier on, but he's looking good now. Yeah, he looks fine. Okay. I like. I don't know. I, I like Matthews. I, I'd say keep him. Maybe couple, rest Tavares. He had a couple yeah. sequences in that third period where he looked really good. Uh, yeah. yeah, along the wall, like very strong. Uh, he's a really good down low player. So like, he's I was. Excellent. I mean, like, I obviously like no. He's very good and watched a lot of him. But like, there are still those those moments and like those players where you can see it like in real time where they sort of like engage like that next gear. And yeah. you saw it a couple times in the third period. And the Bruins are pretty lucky that he didn't come away with anything on, on some of those chances. Yeah. 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 Like Matthews. Yeah. He's excellent every game. And even like defensively, like you, he rarely puts a misstep in uh, any game, even if he's not producing, he's always working hard in, in winning puck battles. It's, it's nice to see out of your star forward, you know, that they're not like a Mark Shifley. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, listen. Sorry, Brady. But yeah, Shifley sucks at defense. <laughs> well, you heard it here. Let's see how the Can- how uh, the Leafs do against the Canadians this Saturday. Um, that's going to be uh, at 7 p.m. The game starts and uh, you'll be able to hear the post-game analysis here on SDPN. Um, Pete, thanks again for joining the show. Give us a shout out. Uh, or Sorry, shout yourself out. Uh, tell the, the people where they can find you. 
my writing and video stuff for Bally Sports, uh, so ballysports.com and any of the regional networks. Um, and then if you stadium.com, I think it's stadium.com, the stadium like TV uh, on there almost uh, almost every day too. So uh, that Twitter, just at Pete Blackburn. I'm sure I'll piss you guys off a bunch during the playoffs. So <laughs> great looking, follow, for, great looking follow, forward though. to it. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very much ready for the playoffs. Yeah, we're we're in playoff mode. Yeah, Armand, go ahead. Yeah, my name's Armand Panthiki. You can find me on Twitter at Armand Panthiki. And my name's Harnish. You can find me at Harnish underscore Patel ninety eight on Twitter. And yeah, um, tough loss, but we move forward. We'll see you guys on Saturday. Have a great night, everyone. Peace. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.